Babakama Daf Kaf. The last thing we're discussing was the Mishnah at the bottom of Yutet Amud Bet said that Shen, an animal causing damage to something it ate, is it's only considered Muad, meaning it would have to pay full damages if it ate or drank something that's normal for it to eat or drink. And the Hidush from the Gemara was even if it only sometimes eats it or drinks it, that's also considered uh, food for it and it would, it would, the owner would have to pay full damages. And we last said that if an, a wild animal ate uh, even meat, but in a way that it doesn't usually eat it, uh, when it with bread and meat and a cooked dish, since that's not normal, then you, the owner would only have to pay half damages. And with that, we're going to start Kaf Amud Alif. First word on the page, Hahu Barha. We're talking about a goat over here. It found a turnip on top of a barrel. It's a jumped up on the barrel. It ate it. It ate the, the turnip and it broke the barrel. And Raba made him pay full damage for the turnip and for the barrel. Nezek Shalim, full damages. And the media explains. For the lefet, for the turnips, uh, he is Hayav Midin Shen, and for the barrel, Midin Regel. My tama, why does he have to pay full damages on the barrel? Because Kevande or or Mislak. Because it's normal for him, it's common for him to eat turnips, it's also common for him to jump up on the barrel and uh, go eat it, and he knocked it down, and therefore, that since it's common for him to do such a thing, he is obligated to pay full damage. And if an animal is walking in a shutarabim, and if the animal stretched out its head and ate from the food that the, another animal has on its back, they have to pay full damages. What's the reason? Because because that animal becomes its own uh, de- uh, private area. It becomes as if the, uh, this animal walked into the uh, person who he damaged area and ate from it. And therefore, he's hayab. Uh, that was one of the criteria. So, lema it sounds like the following uh, ha- the following baita helps ilfa. It says, haitaku pato lahorav. If an animal had a box of food on top of it, towards the back, and another animal stretched out its head and ate from it, the animal is obligated. It sounds like the animal is Hayav Midin Shen. That's a proof to what Ilfa said. And the Gemara says, no, it could be it's like what Rabbah said in a different case where where an animal jumped on another animal's back and ate the food that's on its back. You could say in the Braitas case over here, where it jumped on its friend's back and ate, meaning that's not normal, that's more like Keren, and that's half damages and it's not Shin. Um, and where, where did Rabbah say this whole case with the animal jumping on the other animal's back? Aha, the following din, the Amar of Rabbi Oshaya, the Rabbi Oshaya said, Behema b'shut ha-rabim halcha ve'achla petura, amda ve'achla hayevet. If an animal is in a shuta rabim in a public domain, and it went and it ate barley or vetch, whatever it is, it's patur because that's shen b'shuta rabim. Shen in shuta rabim is patur. Amda ve'achla, but if it just stood there and ate, it obligated to pay. And the man has a question. Why is it when it went, 
it's uh, it's exempt from paying because that's common. Well, amdanami or Well, if it just stood there eating, it's also common for him to do that. So why why is he obligated to pay? And amaraba no because we're talking about a situation where it jumped and ate. And that's not common, and that's why you have to pay at least uh, half the damages, like Karen Bishut Arabim. But if it went, that already is normal. So now, Rabizera has a question. Let's say the food was rolled out. What would be the halacha? And the Gemara says, Hey, what are you talking about? So the Gemara explains. So the food was in Rishut Yahid, private domain, and the animal uh, kicked it out from Rishut Yahid to the main street, Rishut Arabim, and there it ate it. My, what's the halacha? Do we go by where it where it was, or do we go by where it ate it? So Tashema, so we're going to learn from Abraita, the Tanera Bihiya, Masoy Mitzato Bifnimu Mitzato Bachot. Let's say there's a log, let's say barley, a little bit of his inside of Shutarabim, one is some of it's in Shutarahid. Achla Bifnim Hayevet, Achla Bachot Spitra, if it ate inside, it's obligated to pay. If it ate outside in Shutarabim, exempt from paying. My love, aren't we talking about Midgalgil Vate? Aren't we talking about where the animal is dragging this load outside to Shutarabim? And we go by where it ate. Ligma says, Lo, no. Emma, Achla, if it ate, Almashib Bifnim Hayevet, Almashib Bachot Spitra, you could always say, if it ate, whatever was inside, you have to pay for. Whatever was outside, you don't have to pay for. It depends uh, where it was when, when the animal ate it. Or you could say the way we originally said, that it was half here, half there. And if it ate, Rabbi Hiya said you would be obligated to eat the whole thing. But that's Kika Amar, When Rabbi Hiya said that, that is going on something long like hay. So that wherever the animal started eating it from, we're going to say that's where it was. So if the animal started eating the hay in Ashuta Rabim, because the hay is so long and it's in Ashuta Hid also, but we're going to go by Ashuta Rabim. But if it was something like barley, where we could uh, where we could pretty clearly see where the barley was, it's either here or there. It can't be in both spots, not long. Then we're still stuck. We still don't have an answer to the question. Do we go by where it ate it or where uh, where it was? Next, we saw in the Mishnah that an animal it's normal for it to eat fruits and vegetables, but if it ate uh, clothing utensils, it'd be patur. That's not normal for it. And then we added one more clause in the Mishnah. What are we talking about? That's Beshuta Nizak. What if it happened in Shuta Rabim? Patur. So, uh, yeah, what's that last line going on? Is it going on Sherin or is it going also on Kerin? So, Amarav, it's going on Akulehu. It's going on everything, even the eating of the clothing and the utensils. My Tama, what's the reason? If it was Kerin Beshuta Rabim, it should be Hayav. So, the Gemara explains Kolamashina, anyone who changed it. Uh, meaning, let's say he did something not normal. For example, putting his uh, shirt in Rashut Arabim, that's not normal. Then, if someone else came and also did a change, it's like the animal eating something that's not normal, like a shirt. So, a person left the shirt, that's one change. An animal eating a shirt, that's a double change. Patur. And then the owner of the animal is exempt from paying. So there's a double change. Shmuel holds that when our Mishnah patur, that's only when it ate fruits and vegetables. But if it ate clothing or utensils, the owner of the animal is obligated to pay like Karen. Vechen Amar Shlakish, Shlakish also holds like Rab. 
that it's going akulehu, it's going on the fruits and the clothing. Lakish goes with his reasoning because he also said somewhere else. Two cows in a shutter beam, a hotter boots have a hot malachit. One is sitting, one is walking. If the walking one kicked the, the, the sitting one, it's exempt from paying because it was a double change. Number one, this animal is sitting, that's not normal. Number two, a cow kicking is not normal, and so double uh, change, and therefore he's exempt from paying. However, but if the uh, sitting one kicked the walking one, it's obligated to pay because that's Karen Bishutarabim because the, the animal walking didn't do anything wrong, it wasn't changing, and therefore there's only one change over here of the sitting animal kicking, and therefore he is obligated to pay. Now, Rabbi Hanan is the third option, so we had Rav. And there's Shlakish together. Yet Shmuel number two, and here's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Loshanu Ela Perot Virakot. We only say that in Rishut Rabim Patur, if it's fruits and vegetables, that's Shen Rishut Rabim. Aval Kesud Vekeedim Hayev. But if it ate a shirt or any sort of other utensils in Rishut Rabim, he holds like Shmuel that he's obligated to pay. So it sounds like Lema Rabbi Yochanan Letle Deresh Lakish Afil Bishte Parot. It sounds like Rabbi Yochanan doesn't have this concept of Resh Lakish of the two cows sitting, one sitting, one walking in Shutar Abim. He doesn't hold this concept of the double change, even in the case of the two cows. The Gemara says Lo Leolam Itle. No, he does have this concept of the two cows. Just in our case, it's different. Kesut Abde In Shedem Rabbi Yochanan holds. It's normal for someone to leave his shirt, his coat, whatever it is in a shoot harabim. Sometimes a person's hot, he takes it off. Sometimes it's, uh, it's raining and, and he takes this off, puts that on. So it, it's normal for people to leave their clothing in a shoot harabim, and therefore when an animal ate it, there's only one change over here. But for an animal to sit in a shoot harabim, it's not normal. And therefore over there, there was a double change. But over here, with the clothing in a shoot harabim, he holds there was no double change. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, If an animal ate someone's fruits, it, you have to pay, but you only pay what it benefited. Again, this is in a Shut Harabim. So, how much does he have to pay? So, you have to pay whatever it ate. So, you could, you could have eaten the most exotic fruits. You still only have to pay whatever it was in straw. So, let's say it ate eight, eight pounds of uh, apples. You only have to pay eight pounds of straw. Says, no, we go buy a cheap barley, meaning that's a little bit more expensive, but we're going to go buy the cheap one of that expensive uh, food because barley is normal for an animal to eat. And if a person would have found a cheap barley, he would have fed it to his cow. And we have a bright like both Rabba with the hay and, and with an aleph. Tanya kavate the Rabba, the bright like Rabba with the hay. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Amar and Mishal Mitel Demi Amir Bilvad that you only has to pay the worth of uh, of straw. Tanya kavate the Rabba with an aleph. If an animal had benefit, you, it has to pay whatever it benefited. If it ate a cub or two cubs of barley, we don't say it, it has to pay whatever it's worth. Rather, we try to see how much a person would want to feed his animal something that is normal for it to eat, even though he, it's not used to it. The idea very simply is that if a person uh, found cheap barley, you would feed it to your animal. 
petura. If animals in the shutar bimen had found uh, wheat or it found something that's bad for it to eat and it ate it, if it's a shutar abim, it'd be exempt from pain because it didn't benefit. But the Nimukai Yosef is quick to remind us that if it went into the shoot and exact of a damaged person's area and it ate, let's say, wheat, we're going to call that eating and he it would have to pay whatever he damaged. Now the Gemara says the story, Last night you weren't with us when we were learning. We had a great question. Amar, my mile maalita. So Rami Barhamas says, "Okay, what was the great question?" So Amar the Rabbah told him, "Hadar b'hatzar haveyo shelo b'da'atot tzarich la'alot lo sachar or eno tzarich." If a person lived in his friend's uh, courtyard without the, the owner knowing about it, does he have to pay or not? So Hechidami, what are we talking about? Ilema b'hatzar delokay malagra. If we're talking about a courtyard that nobody rents out, ve'gavra delo'avid lemegar, and this guy is a poor person or he's a Type of person that doesn't rent, okay. This person didn't benefit, and this person didn't lose anything. And why should anyone have to pay? Ella, what are we talking about? We're talking about a courtyard that, that uh, this person, the owner, usually rents out, and we're talking about a person who usually rents out a place to, to stay. So if that's the case, he should pay because because this person is losing out, this person is enjoying, and he should pay at least whatever he enjoyed and the other person lost. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about a courtyard that the owner doesn't rent out. But the person staying there, he's usually a person who rents out an area. So my, what would be the halakha? Can the person staying there say, you know, what'd you lose? You don't rent this place out anyways. But the owner could say, well, you had benefit over here. You didn't, you saved by not going somewhere else. You saved it. At least pay me that. So, no, you know, the question you guys had, it was a Mishnah. So Rav Hasda said, okay, which Mishnah? So Rami Bahama said, I want you to serve me. I'm your rabbi, so you have to serve me. Do something. Okay, so Shakal Sudre. So Rav Hasda took the, the kerchief that he put around the, the, his head and Karachle, and he put it around the Rami Bahama's head. Okay, see, I served you. So Amar there, Rami Bahama, I told him, it's, a, it's our Mishnah. It says, If an animal ate uh, food, then it has to pay whatever it benefited. So you see, if this person benefited, he has to pay for the benefit. Now, Rabbi didn't like this. How trusting is the person who is always with him? He didn't even ask questions, didn't go into it. Meaning his problem was with, uh, with Utraf Hasda. Why don't you ask this question? This question was nowhere near our Mishnah. It's not the same thing. But still, he accepted it from Rameh Barhama. Meaning, in our Mishnah, uh, this animal is benefiting. The, uh, this person is losing uh, whatever he put in Rishut Arabim. In the case of Rav Hasta, the case is the person sleeping there is benefiting. The person who, uh, the, the, who owns the area is not losing anything. So it's not even the same case. 
But the Gemara responds, They explain, holds that if a person leaves his fruits in Shut Rabim, he was mafkirit, he was mitya'esh from it, he uh, despaired from it, he gave up on those fruits. And therefore, he, if, if, those, if something happened to those fruits, he doesn't get the worth of those fruits. But the owner of the animal who ate those fruits, he benefited. That he doesn't have to feed the animal something else, and therefore he would have to pay just the benefit. But now the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof from Mishnah, from a Mishnah. Tanan Hamakif Haviro Mishalosh Rochotav. If a person surrounded his friend from three sides, bought the area around him, VeGadar Harishonav Dashniyav VeTashelishit, and he put a fence around the area one, two, and three around him, and Mehavinoto. We don't uh, force the person in the middle to pay for the fourth wall. Haraviit Mehavinoto. But if the person on the outside put up a fourth wall, we, it sounds like we. Do charge the person in the middle for that fourth wall. Sounds like if one person is drawing, the other one's not losing, the middle person would have to pay. No, over there be different. Maybe he's patur. The middle person could say, "Hey, because of you, I now need to put more walls up. Up until now, I only had to protect myself from other people. Now, from you also." Or according to Tosfot, now I have to make a bigger wall because it includes you. So he's losing over here. So the Gemara tries to bring proof from the continuation of that Mishnah. If the middle guy put up the fourth wall, we charge him for everything. It sounds like the reason is high because the person in the middle put up the wall. But if the person on the outside put that fourth wall, it sounds like the guy in the middle does not have to pay. It sounds like if one person is enjoying, one person is not losing, he's patur from paying. The Gemara says, Over here, the case would be different because the person on the outside would tell the person on the inside, I don't want a nice stone brick wall. I wanted, you know, something small, something like even a mat to to block off, even a couple of thorns. So really, the person is losing. He's not gaining. And maybe in the case of Zenin Avizel Haser, the rule would be Hayav. So Tashima. The Gemara's can try to bring a different proof. Habayt va'aliyah. If there's a house with a second floor, Habayt va'aliyah shall shtam and belong to two people. Shina flew in the house, collapsed. Amar ba'al aliyah le ba'al abayt lipnot. If the owner of the second floor told the owner of the first floor, build the house. And the person on the first floor doesn't want to build. The person on the top can build the, the, the bottom floor and he can live there until uh, the person who owns the bottom area pays him for whatever he spent. And the Gemara understands, It sounds like whatever the person spent, he the person on the bottom has to pay. But sounds like rent. The person on top doesn't have to pay for the, uh, to the person on the bottom. I mean, you lived in his area, he doesn't have to pay rent. So what am I understanding? It sounds like if someone's enjoying and the other person is not losing anything, he doesn't have to pay. So it sounds like Shimon doesn't have to pay Reuven, even though he's living in his area. Over there is different. You can't bring proof from there. Over there, the house is subjugated, meaning it's connected. They, they go hand in hand, the house to the second floor, and therefore, if he doesn't have, there's no first floor, there's no second floor, and therefore, when the person on top built the area on the bottom, he doesn't have to pay. 
and it's only that the person on the bottom has to pay to the person on top whatever he spent. So the Gemara tries to bring a different proof. Tashema, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Af Ze Hadar Bahatsar Haviroshi Lomidatot Sarich Haalot Lo Sachar. Straight up, if a person lived in his friend's yard without permission, he has to pay him for that, even though the owner of the place didn't lose anything. And there. So, what do we understand from here? If this person is enjoying, that person's not losing, he's still obligated to pay. The Gemara says, No. There's different. It's a new house. A person's living there. He's using the area. The walls become black, and you're ruining this house. And therefore, you have to pay. But if it was an old, uh, dirty house, then maybe he would not have to pay. So the Gemara says a story. So they sent this question if someone lives in his friend's yard without permission, does he have to pay or not? They sent this question to Rabbi Ami. And Amar and Rabbi Ami said, Okay, what did he one do to the other? What did he make him lose? What did he damage? And why are we making him pay? He thinks he should be patur. Let's think about it. Hadar, and then again, they sent the same question to Rabbi and Amar, and he said, why do they keep on sending me this question? If I would have found the reason, I wouldn't have sent it to them. Meaning, we know the halachas hayav, we don't really understand why. Itmar, so it was said, Rav Kana Amar Yohanan. In the case of this one's enjoying, that one's not losing, you don't have to pay. No, you have to pay. So there's a machloket of what Rabbi Yohanan said. And Amar of Papa had Rabbi Abhu lavefirushitmar ela miklalaitmar. What Rabbi Abhu said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan that you have to pay it was never said straight out. He never said hayav. He never said those words. Rather, we inferred it from something else. The Tanan, because we learned the Mishnah, Natal Evan Okorash Hegdesh. If a person went to Hegdesh, he took a stone, he took a beam. He never did a Ma'ilah, he never misused Kodesh. Once he gave it to his friend, then the person who took it out and gave it to the friend, he's the one who did the Ma'ilah, the misuse of Kodesh, and he has to pay and give Korban, whatever he has to do. And the friend doesn't have to do anything. If he, uh, let's say the treasure of the Beit HaMikdash, he took that uh, beam and he put it in the house. He, it doesn't count as a misuse of Kodesh until he lived under that beam. The amount of time, that's worth a pruta. Shmuel said you have to put that beam or that stone uh, on top of the, the roof, on top, uh, somewhere in the chimney, somewhere in that area. And so this way you're living under it. Now here's the thing. Rabbi Abhu was in front of Rabbi Yohanan. He said the name of Shmuel. Zot Omeret. What am I understanding from here? That if a person is living in his friend's courtyard without permission, he have to pay for it. The same way if someone lived under that beam without permission and you didn't really do anything to it, you didn't really, you didn't really damage the, the Hekdesh, you still have to pay, you're still obligated. Same thing, if a person had benefit from his friend, you'd have to pay. Vishatakle, and Rabbi Hanan didn't answer anything. 
And the fact that he was quiet, that means he admitted to me, and he holds that if a person uh, had benefit from his friend without permission, he is obligated to pay. It's not really, that's not really what Rabbi Yohanan held. He just didn't care for what he had to say. Because Rabbi Yohanan held If someone has benefit from Hekdesh without permission, it's as if you used your friend's thing with permission and you have to pay him. Because the idea is the Hekdesh belongs to the Shekhinah. How are you going to get permission from the Shekhinah? How are you going to get permission from Hashem? You can't. And therefore, it's, uh, it's considered as if you automatically received permission and that's why you're obligated and we'll stop right here and we'll continue tomorrow the same sugya baruch hashem la'olam amen ve'amen